Hey everybody, welcome to the 1947 Rise podcast. A podcast that helps India-born US trained Indians get integrated into the Indian technology ecosystem and inspires them to move back to India to build massive tech companies and or help enable the tech ecosystem. We do this by interviewing India-born US trained Indians who have moved back to India and built massive tech companies themselves and or helped enable the tech ecosystem. Awesome. I'm excited to have Webhav Doomkunwar. Webhav is the CEO and founder of Better Capital. Better is the number one India-focused pre-seed fund with 150 plus investments, having led early bets in numerous breakout companies like Open, Rupee, Teachman, Khatabok, Slice, M2P, Kutum, and many more. The combined value of these companies is five billion plus. Before starting Better Capital, Webov had founded a couple of companies in the Bay Area. Webov, welcome to the show. Thanks, Shivan. Good to good to be here with you, and looking forward to this discussion. Likewise, uh, Webov. Let's start by you walking us through your journey of growing up in India, moving to US, and then moving back to India. Uh, what made you move back to India? <laughs> yeah, let's. Um... let me give you sort of the zoomed out picture and then we can double click as you'd like um so look i think i grew up um, all over maharashtra my dad was in a transferable job so we lived in multiple cities from uh, mumbai aurangabad nagpur amravati and then pune and um uh, the longest i stayed in any particular city was actually pune for 6 years or 8 years before i moved to the us um did my so schooling was all over uh pune was high school and college and then my undergrad i went to the government college in pune called coep and um and then headed to berkeley right after my masters uh, right after my bachelors so that was 96 i went to berkeley 96 to 98 probably the most uh, interesting period in my life i would say uh, looking back and um and then i think uh, you know 96 to 98 was an interesting period in the bay area as you immerse yourself as an outsider into sort of the um, uh, melting pot of tech um everybody with a heartbeat in the bay area had an idea or two right and i fell into the same bucket uh, so i think uh, worked for a year or so and then jumped into entrepreneurship uh, started my first company with about four other experienced co-founders and um then started my second company after a few years and during the course of this i think we've always maintained ties back to india so we were back in india every year bunch of family was back in india and um our both our businesses had offices in india right so the ties were very strong and never lost touch continue to drive in india i mean that's one thing people forget to drive in india when they move out yeah. so i continue to do that so that's that sort of connection right um and i think over the years what happens uh, shiva is at least my generation right where we moved in the 90s i think um, everybody sort of had this um, classic first generation immigrant question of um hey should we move back and things like that um and honestly i think for us it was less about that and more about i think for my wife it was about being closer to family for more time and then for me i think it was just uh, to make sure we have um our kids experience india um and you know where they belong to or originated from or something like that right um just just for them to sort of get a get a broader view of the world and things like that 
So I think that was a driving factor for us to move back. And honestly, I think we we talked to a bunch of people. A uh, lot of times you, it's it's a very hard decision, right? I mean, uh, we all know it. It's a very very hard decision. Ninety nine percent people will not move back. There is no reason to move back. Um, but I think for us, it was um, really more about not living with the regret, right? And so we just said we'll move, and we basically said if it doesn't work out, we'll move back, right? So we we came with a very open mind. We moved back in 2012. It's been nine years, like we just discussed, and uh, can't be happier. I think uh, my my general view is uh, putting yourself out of the comfort zone is uh, is always uh, rewarding, uh, right? Uh, there was that ad when we were growing up. I don't know if you ever saw it. Which I think it was a soft drink ad or something like that, which basically said "dar ke aage jeet hai." Right? So, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> it always works for me. <laughs> I mean, I was an inspiration. One of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just starts, right? When when you yeah. go through a lot of changes, um, you you sort of realize that it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> no, Vav, uh, and in the beginning, like when you initially moved back, uh, how did you feel? Like, uh, were there you know of course whether it's self doubts was it difficult and and then eventually how did uh, better capital come about sure um look i think um i won't trivialize moving back it's probably the hardest decision right and i think while we sort of did not did not kind of move with a baggage of oh my god this is a one way journey for us or something like that we kept it fairly open so that was helpful but honestly it hit me when um the 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 container was parked in front of our house uh, to pack our life in the us into into that little box right so i think that is hard honestly right um but i think because we said look we're going to give it a shot so that we never rethink about it it was it was sort of comforting to say that look i think we'll 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 see how it goes um now consider, considering the fact that you know we uh, we had lived in india for quite a bit during those years i mean d- during all our visits longer trips and things like that it was helpful to um come back not to something that we were just touristing for two weeks we had lived for longer periods in india as well so it was easier um i think the hardest part was just i think mentally um I think most people know if they want to work, make it work or not. I think everybody wants to make it work, but I think uh, you know, US and India is apples and oranges. So we moved with um with a view of uh making it work. And and thankfully that just sort of attitude helps a lot, right? I think uh if you if you look at everything with a positive attitude about why you're doing something and everything else you can take in take it in a stride. So I think it worked out. Both me and my wife were I think very aligned on that. So that also helped and um yeah i think 2012 india was very different i mean mo- most of my network was back in the back in the us right i i honestly never worked in india so didn't know anybody uh sort of right most most people had not moved back with me and um i think year or two was settling down and stuff like that and um i was still running better labs which is our startup studio that we started about uh, 2005 6 time frame um and we've always had an office uh, so so work wise it was like i'm just working in a different time zone that's the bet i took right and my wife had le- um, left um, her long uh, career at cisco and taken time off right so it was easier from a work perspective we were not moving to take up new jobs in india right so i think that was also comforting um but i think um, better capital look i think there's no plan to be honest right when i moved back we said okay you know we'll we'll 
we'll figure out how work happens because i was giving up being in the valley to move to india for so professionally i don't think you can you can imagine that that's a great decision not in 2012 right um but i think it was more a personal decision and things like that and um i think i started to just get a pulse of the ecosystem over a couple of years it was very underwhelming because you know you're you're just coming from a very mature ecosystem to a developing ecosystem but i think i was able to appreciate where india was after a whole bunch of conversations over a couple of years and i started doing angel checks right a uh, very very bad deal flow because obviously i didn't know anybody i didn't know how to read the market none of that, none of that but i think we knew that um, in our startup studio days i'd been an operator for a long time right so i think that was our pulse um, in terms of uh, figuring out what we wanted to do so 15 investments over 14 15 16 uh, 2014 15 and 16 and um, uh, okayish except you know you always get one outlier and then it looks all great so that was rupee for us and uh, i think the credit for that investment actually goes to sumit the founder of rupik uh, that's a story for another day but um that i think gave me a good experience of what i felt was um uh, was an opportunity to dig into so 2017 i did zero investments and um look for 10 to 10 plus years i was doing a startup studio right and where the model was that we were building our own ideas i was self financing it and we were recruiting folks to build those right and we had a great amount of success for several years but there was a nagging feeling that we were not unlocking the full potential of the ideas that we were getting right on timing and that's exactly where i kept questioning if there is there another way and if you look at better capital and better labs which is our startup studio um it's actually the exact same thing with different models the studio was where we were building it ourselves capital is really uh, about investing right so i'm i'm more of a builder than an investor honestly right and i think that became sort of our wedge and 2018 we started better capital um and uh, in fact the last check in opens precede uh, was what we started with in jan of 2018 uh i i think for the longest time i felt okay you know this is the once uh, once in a decade deal that i have maybe i should just stop investing now <laughs> but that's what <laughs> happened you know i think um uh, a lot of people get the credit of the nudges along the way um and uh, and things like that but we really started with saying that hey you know uh, i'm doing uh, 0 to 1 at better labs for so many years I think there is another way to scale what we know and that's how better capital happened right uh, it was more of our own journey to unlock um, what we wanted to do than something external or investing as such or something like that and um, so I think look four years 150 plus companies and you you've seen us from the very beginning so we've actually done almost everything very differently from capital to volume to stage to a whole bunch of non consensus bets and i think i'm just lucky <laughs> that uh, that some of the best founders chose to take some of our money <laughs> now you you're a, you're a beast my friend i'm a big fan um <laughs> as as we were discussing earlier i've been following your journey for the last two and a half three years and So you started investing in you know 2015, uh, and you made I think 15 investments the first three years. Fast forward to you know from 
2020 to 2021, you've made over 100 plus investments. And can you, uh, Webov, give us a quick overview of you know how the angel investing uh, scene has evolved in India over the last you know five six years? Yeah. So look, I think it is it, it it is a different world altogether, right? I think the number of angel investors, the type of people who are angel investing, everything has changed, and so has the kinds of companies people are building for these new types of angel investors to want to invest in them. So I think um, compared to 2013, 14, 15, 16, when I was investing to today, it's a, it's a world of a difference, right? Um, I, I think, uh, look, the kinds of companies we are, we are building post-geo is very different than the companies that we built a decade before. And I appreciate why that difference is, because I think the TAM of, internet connected users in India were just so low and growing so slowly. Correct. So I think Jio was a fundamental um, change for the ecosystem, I believe. Right. And I think when you look at that, that was kind of the um, big uh, change that happened for the types of companies to be created, the pace at which new startups are created. And then we also had sort of you know, teams that had built at the uh, that had built and scaled products at some of the first gen companies, from Flipkart to Paytm to Zomato and things like that, right? Um, so what we saw is um, pre-geo, it was more transaction-driven businesses. Let's call dhanda-type businesses. Um, uh, great teams. They were building for where the market was. Lots of learnings and everything. And, and post-geo, I think a lot of operators from those companies came and said, oh, I can build a new type of company now. A lot of inspiration from global markets, the Silicon Valley and things like that, right? And I think, um, so So I think angel investing was limited uh, in the early days. Um, I think capital was lesser. So you would, uh, you would find like HBS and Stanford and IIT grads struggling to raise 300K. And I saw all of it, right? I, 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 I remember, I think even um, Rupik's very early round was a lot of angel investors, right? Uh, some of them appear to be good friends of mine. Um, but but so, so I think the supply was limited. The quality was, um, you know, it, 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 it was a big distribution and um, it was a smaller set of insiders uh, who were doing angel investments that time. Um, what happened post-geo is that a different set of companies were created, right? They were all growing super fast because of distribution. Um, and, and I think a lot of these um, folks who are building the first generation companies were doing angel checks as well, right? So the fabric of the ecosystem changed from the type of companies, the type of founders and the type of early angel investors, right? Now, what remains constant, though, and becomes even harder today is how do you get access to some of the best uh, investments? Because, you know, money is made in venture only in the top five, three percent of the companies. Right. And I think uh, that has become harder and harder. Right. So earlier, you know, money was not as commoditized, let's say, as it is today. Right. So everybody who is angel investing from that period is actually struggling if they are not um, or if they were not able to figure out that top tier access, right? And what worked for access during those days is not what works for access today, 
right? So I think angel investing has become definitely way harder. And I think it will continue to become harder because access will get um, worse and worse, especially with, you know, um, syndicates and micro VCs and all kinds of things, right? Um, so I think it's a different beast altogether. However, the opportunity is um, probably way better than it was earlier, right? So better companies, larger companies, higher quality, everything, right? So I think it's a golden period that is really hard to crack, <laughs> right? Uh, so I think uh, a world of a difference for sure. World of a difference for sure. Like for example, yeah. uh, in 2013, who just moved back, if that was me today, um, man, I would struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so so I had the I had the runway uh, to to. Uh, you know, I, I had the runway to figure it out before it became this intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, uh, Weber. In fact, I was, you know, talking to a few uh, angel friends of mine uh, where they were like, Shiva, you know, a few years back, it was difficult to get the round done. We would have to invite our friends, hey, you know, invest in X company, Y company, versus to today, uh, you know, they'll get a call from uh, the founder and founder would, would Tell them, hey, you know, you'll probably have a day or two to just decide uh, if you're coming in or not. Totally. Uh, you know, I, I have an, I have a, yeah, I, I can see that because, you know, the, I used to do the same thing, right? You know, try to figure out how to construct the round. Now I have to tell the founders, hey, please do not say that you've signed our term sheet because I have the opposite problem because, you know, no matter how much I want to collaborate and bring the right people in, um, it becomes exactly opposite, right? So, yeah, completely changed. Uh, great for founders, actually. Great for founders. They deserve yeah, you know, Great for the founders, great for the ecosystem. Weber, you know, you've had a lot of success, uh, you know, <clears throat> over the years. I think uh, your, you know, your portfolio companies are valued over $5 billion. You've got, you know, one unicorn in your portfolio. You're going to you know, few of your portfolio companies are gonna are, are on their path to reach that valuation, and but you know the reality is, of course, you know people are seeing the success part, not not the you know how you you know reach that level. Plus, like what what are the things that you still struggle with? Yeah, look, I think um, like I told you, I think uh, better capital, better labs to better capital was a journey that was very. Um, I think driven by uh, what I had experienced over the years, and I knew why I was doing better capital, right? And um, we 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 were investing at the idea stage, the hardest stage. We were not trying to say that, hey, can I get allocation in a round that is happening, correct? We were just trying to figure out what we wanted to invest in, and 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 that becomes the hardest because then you know you. Um, you are responsible for helping the founders through as well, right? So I think um, when we invest at the idea stage, at the pre-seed stage, um, and in a very shallow and competitive capital market, uh, wherein, you know, these days with everybody doing very early stage checks as well, uh, whenever I meet a great founder, I basically assume that they've met everybody and everybody has passed, right? And I'm still taking that fall, which means that I have the pressure of saying that, look, um, am I really, really, really sure that I, you know, I have the confidence and the conviction to figure this out, right? So I think that, Shiva, continues to be the hardest thing, right? I have been a founder and operator for 20 years. I haven't missed payroll. And I know what that means, right? 
and and when you're taking that investment decision on a pure powerpoint most of the times um you 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 you're you're really you have to be honest with yourself right so for me um when we are investing i i want to be very clear about my why right i write an investment memo for everything that we do and and i don't want to be um you know bullshitting myself right and 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 i think that is the hardest thing right when you make up that decision and several 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 times from let's say an open to cotone to um teachment to philo to so many where we knew that we are taking very very non consensus bets right so i think that continues to be the hardest part shiva right as in um how do you how do you figure out the um the confidence to uh to to make it happen right along with the founders um and and how do you figure out your conviction because look i think uh, negative conviction is easy right uh, feeling safe is um is very easy right but i think the the venture is really about that unique point of view right uh, so how do you create how do you keep that rawness of the decision that let's say i must have made when i made the open investment in 2018 and, and i think that's very core right so you have to be raw but you the weight of success is really bad actually right because once you are successful you in investing and that is you know luck has such a big part to play in it but you 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 end up becoming less raw and more safe and that is really bad and i think um as an entrepreneur i think i i remind myself that i can't overanalyze right at this stage there is only so much information so i think that continue that whole you know conviction building being being brutally honest not bsing yourself and still finding the confidence to say that look i really really like this because i am doing pre seed right uh, over the last two years we lead pre seed rounds either do it entirely or sort of you know we get get some of the value added folks along with us right um and 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 that continues to be the hardest for me right it never gets easy um because you know wh- whatever you did last year which succeeded has no relation to the call that i'm going to take tomorrow so it's a brand new start with a brand new team and uh Yeah. but 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 that's what i do it for as well right? so uh, no uh, very well put by both and uh, thanks for sharing it what's the uh, the best part about your job i think um, it's the best founder market fit man right so um, i think going back all the way right if you look at i think while i was at berkeley i did a summer in, so i came from a mechanical engineering background right very like i graduated from cvp i had a job at uh, telco which is a which is tata motors today and uh, uh, and i thought i'll do mechanical engineering stuff i think berkeley was um, uh, very enlightening in terms of opening my point of view to doing anything and i did a crazy number of things at berkeley honestly right but one summer uh, i went and worked at what was the best mechanical design company that time called pro engineer right and that summer i basically said oh wow this is amazing because now i know that i don't want to do this right so i think all along um i think it's life experiences that create your framework but i basically said um how do i figure out what i want to do by saying no to what i don't what i know what i don't want to do 
See, basically, it's very hard to figure out what you want to do on a you know infinite set of possibilities. So I think one way to do it is, hey, what do I have access to? And then quickly say, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Right. So it's very easy to filter. So I think uh, that's been the driving factor to choosing. Right. And I think I chose entrepreneurship. I, I, I can't imagine rethinking that ever. Right. Over over 20 plus years, irrespective of success, failures, money, whatever. Right. And um, when we did better labs uh, for so many years, um, I think probably most of my wealth creation happened there. Um, I think the um, the only frustrating part was unlocking the full potential. Right. So when I stumbled onto the capital model in my own way uh, as a continuation or unlocking solution, um, I came across this um, this uh, this snippet, I think, from one of Tim Ferriss's books, which basically said, um, in a nutshell, uh, sometimes it's not the driver, it is the car. Right. So. So, you know, Better Labs was one car and Better Capital is, is another car. I loved my journey in the Better Labs car, but I think the unlocking solution lied in changing the car, not changing myself, right? Yeah. So that was that was really um, helpful. So I think it just, uh, I, I, I love what I do. This is what I've done all my lives, right? So, but I think the changing car helped because at this stage of my life, I think the founders that we partner with are like, uh, way better than I ever was. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm happy that I'm able to still do what I love to do and in a model that I think can scale for the next 20 years. I love it, Vavav, and I'm happy for you. Uh, we'll switch gears here. So back uh, in 2012, when you moved back to India, it was, you know, a, a very unheard, you know, uh, move. Or, or it wasn't like heard, right? Like people yeah. wouldn't move back to India. 99.99% wouldn't move back to India yeah. versus fast forward to today, you know, the ecosystem is maturing. Uh, people are taking a note and, and you know, a lot of them are in fact looking to move back to India. If you were to move back to India, let's say next month, uh, you know, what would you work on? And also what advice would you give to those who are thinking about moving back to India? Great question. So look, I think um, my my biggest advice would be that don't move back to India for work. I think that is very hard and not something even I would do myself, knowing what I know now, the opportunity, everything, right? Um, because I think it's it's a it's a very hard move depending on what life stage somebody is in, and um, unless you have a bigger reason about wanting to be back in India for family, the vibe that you enjoy here, or you know that you're going to spend the next five or 10 years for different reasons. Um, I, I think that combined with the work opportunity is a, is a great solution, right? But just like, hey, you know, I want to go st build a startup in India uh, may, may not be the right call because l life has many more things than just the work that you will do and india is hard right i mean you look outside and you're like i mean like you said when we first moved back people were like oh what happened as in they thought something went wrong that's why you've come back yeah. <laughs> like no nothing went wrong we just decided to move back um so i think uh, i would my advice would be that have a more holistic purpose and plan that is uh, not just work centric and something broader uh, if you are uh, if you're married, if you have kids, a um, lot, of, lot of other considerations come in picture. 
I think for us, it was uh, it was really, I think, uh, taking care of health. I mean, health and education were the two big buckets that we were unsure of. Thankfully, we found solutions that worked out, right? So I, th I would say that, uh, you know, for longevity of the move, you need something bigger, right? Now, having said that, let's say somebody says that, okay, I figured that out. I think this is not going to be a haphazard decision and we're well thought and we're clear. Um, I think work-wise, there's just tremendous opportunity. I think this is a decade that, that will belong to India. Um, I think um, the, the, the quality and the compounding of that quality is happening at a pace that we've never seen before, right? Which means you are you're going to be just empowered doing stuff in India, right? So as an entrepreneur, let's say, or as an investor, right? So both the roles that I'm familiar with, um, I think it's a great time. If I were to move today and start, um, I think I would I would actually spend um, I, I would spend some time just building the network, honestly, right? Um, because I think without the network, it's really really hard just to figure out where you are, right? Um, if you are moving back from the US and if you have something that becomes very valuable, let's say you are you're an entrepreneur there itself, or you were high up in one of the big techs and had a unique point of view, or you were an investor in one of the larger firms. I think all of those are great wedges, right? But I think um, that independent network is very important. I would also stress that personal brand is very important. I think um, the future of everything is a personal brand, right? From, um, uh, from creators in in e-commerce or entertainment to venture capital, right? I think one of our um, investments is a company called Philo, P-H-Y-L-L-O, and they're essentially creating kind of the data layer for the creator economy. And I think he gave me the best compliment, Akhil, the founder. He said, oh, Weber, you're the only creator VC I know. And I said, oh, wow. <laughs> I never thought of it until he said it. I said, yes, that's that, maybe that's what I right. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I think, um, if, you know, uh, growth hacking your career or not growth but the hack the growth the, the hacking part of the growth hacking is very important today right you can't just arrive and imagine that things will happen you. so you got to figure it out right you got to leverage your resume your personal brand wedge network all of that right because um everybody is running at a particular pace in india right now no matter who you are, you can't just jump in and imagine that stuff will happen to you. Um, and I think, um, and, and that's what, you know, honestly, I did as well, where uh, in 2018, we, I wasn't even sure if I'd be a good investor, correct? So, so I think you just have to do stuff. And I think if you figured out the move from the holistic perspective, then I would just kind of um, think like you are starting from scratch and hustle all the way across everything, right? I think um, I've seen a lot of folks who move from sort of uh, destinations like the Silicon Valley um, sort of carry that potentially, if you could call it a sense of entitlement. And I think that doesn't work, right? I, I've lived there and there are lots of, lots of myths about Silicon Valley as well, right? So I think uh, we need to cut through all of that. And I think to be successful in the move and work here in a new ecosystem, you got to leverage what you know, but you got to build from scratch. What drives Weber? What drives? I think uh, um, I have a simple... Um, theory around potential, right? Uh, and and 
basically i think if we are decently successful all of us essentially have enough to live a comfortable life financially secure and things like that and and i think i crossed that bridge a while ago uh, so i think the question became you know why do you do what you do right and i think for me it is really about um unlocking your full potential right and um and and i think that's very inspiring that that you know i've never had monday blues ever in my life because i always chose to do what i was doing i wasn't forced to do it right through any choices that i made that may may not be optimal i kept changing things right because i was very independent um mm-hmm. so i think um that gave me the opportunity to question uh what do i do next right um I, i think growth happens outside the comfort zone so how do you reinvent yourself every 5 years right um 2018 i did not know what better capital would be right i still not i don't know what better capital will be in 2025 and we every year i think um uh we we basically kept asking the question of what we can do with better capital um uh within the constraints of how how we want to do it right so how we want to do it was very important right um but within that then how do i unlock the potential how big can it be and things like that and it wasn't about money it was really more about potential right um and and you know india is at a at a period where um you know this decade can be very very interesting right so how do you how do you work in that time period how do you not miss um how do you be raw and all of those right so i think um it is really about having a framework and a structure to help you do what you want to do and i'm fortunate that i was i was i stumbled into that one way or the other but i think what drives every day is um just continuously unlocking potential right and potential is expandable shiva right um so you you reach a certain potential and then you expand from there and then you expand from there and i think that's very inspiring right i think um excellence really lies in your ability to think that way um so so i think i'm i'm just very brutally honest about all of that because i'm not doing it for somebody else i'm not looking for validation and i'm i'm just doing it for myself right exactly. um so yeah i think you know that framework and that whole uh, i guess uh, seeking expansion of potential um is is what it is because at the end of the day it's all about learning right you feel excited when you learn more right i'm i'm a learner let's put it that way right i mean i'm i, I yesterday i just spent uh, i think 2 3 hours with somebody in the crypto space who's been there for 4 years uh, not on the tech side but on the marketing side and and he's probably 20 years younger to me and mm-hmm. i do that i i i i was just listening i was learning from him right and it's not that we were trying to solve big problems we were just trying to be authentic and just share journeys and things like that right so i think that whole uh, that's that's what drives me right authenticity expansion of potential and sort of people um that's it yeah because i think it's only relationship eventually yeah love it however uh really appreciate you for taking the time uh to come on the podcast and talk about your journey uh and 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 thanks for moving back to india and and you've been enabling the tech ecosystem for the last you know 
for five years and, and this is only the beginning, right? And I'm personally excited to see you know, your journey the next five years or 10 years, uh, even further. Uh, appreciate it, Bhav. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me, Shiva. It was wonderful.